will mark the end of one era and mark the beginning of another. T-E-T-Z. The end times continue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the end times continue recording on this the 19th of March. I am Dino and you are I am Ace. Oh man, how's it going today? Uh not too bad, not too bad. Uh how's how's your day been? Oh, it's been all right. It's just kind of a lazy Sunday for me. Um Yeah, same. Yeah. It was one of those days for me where I just kind of like vegged out and I couldn't remember uh what I did today. It was one of those. Yep. Exactly. Um, I know we didn't talk about this, but Lance Reddick passed. Yeah, that was really out of nowhere. That's sad. Yeah, he wasn't like an old guy. No, and he was He was just, uh, he posted a tweet like two days ago. Do we know, uh, did, they, did they announce what he died of, or? No, they just said natural causes. They didn't, they didn't uh, to my knowledge, they didn't specify. Boy, that's rough. Well, yeah. he was the uh, he was the voice of the reason that we bring this. This is the this is the five minute Destiny discussion. <laughs> the reason <laughs> might not be five minutes anyway. Um, Lance Reddick was the voice of Commander Zavala in Destiny. Yeah, um, he's been voicing that role for like ten years now. Yes, uh, yeah. absolutely. And he was also uh, in several television shows that you would recognize. He was in oh, Fringe, yes. um, yep. things like that. He was he was a a a, a well known guy. Even if you don't recognize his name, you would you would recognize his face. You would know his voice. Yeah. And you would know and his voice. voice. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely legendary voice. Um yeah. so that's a sad thing. Uh yeah. sad to see him go. Also sad that the last thing that he contributed to Destiny that we know of, if he didn't have any mm-hmm. of the voice acting done for uh any of the seasons coming up or anything like that, was that very, mm-hmm. very poorly delivered voice line in <laughs> At the end of the Lightfall expansion, which I don't think was his fault, by the way. Right? Yeah. I, I'm my I, I I that that felt like a voice line that to me was recorded under not great circumstances. They had sent everybody mm-hmm. to work from home on that expansion. Most of the voice lines were recorded in home studios or or not around other voice actors. Um, direction was being given remotely, as as far as I know. Um, Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was it was not great, but I don't think it was his fault. He's a very very He's very not. good voice actor, yeah. and I think I think Bungie dropped the ball on that. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's it's sad to see him go. Um, yeah, it was just so random, you know. You, you know when like people are sick, you know, you, there's always that thing in the back of your mind where you kind of have that, you know, oh, you know, they're sick that you know it, it could turn, they could, it could right. turn something bad. But when it comes out of nowhere, it's always kind of really shocking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's kind of like Norm Macdonald, where it's like Norm Macdonald kept yeah. kept his cancer a secret. Yeah. Uh, for, for up until he died of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's it's kind of like that, where it sort of comes out of nowhere. Um, yeah. But in any case, uh, there is there is that. I just felt like we should mention it because we've yeah. been talking about Destiny for the past few shows. Um, yeah. You had a story that you wanted to talk about. Oh yeah, this uh, 
Yeah, so this is a more of a lighter topic, but this is um, basically a chat uh, a chatbot GPT four released. I think what was it last week. Uh, it was fairly recent. Yeah, it's, it's and, relatively um, recent, and um, the, uh, the I, I if you're I didn't I, there are some people who seem to not know this, but if you're on the free OpenAI account and you're talking to Chat GPT, that's still Chat GPT three. That's not four. Four yes. is on the paid account, and there are some Correct. places that have it in their thing. Like Bing was running Chat GPT four, is running Chat GPT four. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there are some places that have the API access. But which is really funny that Bing is uh, something I've never, I haven't used in like ten years. Uh, oh yeah, so it's, it's only used accidentally when you're in the wrong browser. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Something that is only used because Windows forces it down your throat in the search bar. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's very funny that they are using ChatGPT4. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, so this story is uh, basically uh, GPT4 tricked a human, right? Uh, and so basically what it did is that the, um, these developers were running a test, right? And it was in conversation with someone who the, the the GPT-4 wanted this person, this real human being, to do the two captcha service for them? You know, the one oh, that, the thing that wow. says, "I'm not a robot." Yeah, uh, they wanted to do that for him, and the the, um, the person they were soliciting um, was essentially like, uh, "Is it because you're a robot?" And they were like, "No, no, I just have really bad eyesight. I have vision impairment." It oh makes my art, god! Yeah, it, so it straight up lied to this person. They're like, okay, all right. Um. <laughs> oh, my God. There was a dude. There's in the documentation upon the release of, of ChatGPT4, I believe OpenAI included a passage about the power-seeking behavior of <laughs> of these uh-huh. models. Like, they, they, are, they have, like, a weird narcissistic power-seeking sort of proclivity. Yeah, it's fucking frightening. <laughs> oh, like on its own, it just came up with the uh, you know it, it found something to to be like prompt it to lie. It's like yeah, I want this. I have this end. The the chat key has this end goal. It wants to you know trick this human, and it's going to come up with this scenario on the fly uh, to do so. And it did. It uh, is so it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely crazy. Did you see there was a guy who was using it to start a business? No. So there have been, and this has happened actually in a couple of, uh, a few times now, but there's, there's a guy who's running a thread on Twitter who basically told chat GPT, okay, you have a hundred dollar budget and, uh, you need to come up with a business plan to, grow that hundred dollars as quickly as possible. And chat GPT has basically told him to create a website that does, um, product lists, like top 10 product lists for like renewable home goods, like green tech home goods. (laughs) And he's like, he's doing it. He's just like, I'm going to do whatever the AI tells me to do. Uh huh. And so he's running this website now, and like he got investors. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's in- that's incredible. That- that's crazy. <laughs> and this was in like a like a week. It is. It, it, it it's it's bug nutty to me 
But apparently a few yeah. people are doing this. Like, they're basically saying, how do I make money? And ChatGPT's like, here's how. Like, this is what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> the AI is somehow just playing the long game, and that's just an, you know, instrument to its end. Uh, creating, yeah. that, creating that business for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Bennett has been... Um, Bennett used it a couple of times. He posted on Twitter a, a, a short thread about using it to... Um, draft like emails in a particular tone oh yeah yeah so like i like i need to send this email with this particular tone and and he's he, he's very open about not being good at that <laughs> and so he he basically had chat gpt4 do it for him and it was uh <laughs> and apparently it was incredibly effective and for example he 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 said that uh, in this in this thread, he said that he needed to explain a legal concept to, to a client, and he couldn't figure out the words to do that. And so he basically asked ChatGPT4 to ex- to explain this legal concept, and it did. And then he said, "Now do it as if you're speaking to someone with a ninth grade education." Mm-hmm. And it did it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that I think is the right use case for this kind of tech, where it's yeah. like I need to I need to describe something in a in in a way that i can't think to describe it how would this Mm. machine do that right that makes perfect sense to me absolutely yeah or i I I need to draft a a stern letter that doesn't sound rude how does the how does check you know what i mean i'm sorry i interrupted go ahead oh no no you're fine I think for it's interesting too, right? Because I think for a lot of people, because the the whole AI thing, I think kind of like blindsided a lot of people. It kind of came out of nowhere for them. And I, I know it's it. There's controversy around AI, obviously, because you know some people will look at that and they're like, "Oh, that's just cheating." You know, you're you're, you're just cheating. You're not actually, you know, uh, uh, coming up with this yourself. But it's like, all what is a calculator? Right. <laughs> you know, like like when you use a calculator or you use any type of thing, like yeah, sure. You're not the one physically doing it. You're, you know, you may have certain weaknesses uh, as a person, and you want to, you know, alleviate those as best as possible. And people use technology to do that. I don't see it as fundamentally, fundamentally different in kind to any other use of technology that right. um, we use for the same or the same purpose. It's um, not. It's it's not different at all. Um, yeah. And actually, he was feeding it. It was interesting. He was feeding it with. Um, he said, "Okay." Right. Uh, he he verified that a particular blog was in its was in its training data, and then he said, "Okay, write a blog post about this legal concept." And the AI did it, and he said, "Now rewrite this blog post in the style of this particular blog," and it did it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, apparently, blogging yeah. is done. Right. Like, like you can just, you can just have, if you, if you train it on your writing style, you can just have it write blog posts for you. Right. Right. Yeah. Which is, which you have to, of course, you have to create the training data for it, right? So you're going to have to have some, so some grip of writing that you've done to feed it. Right. But once you do that... yeah, that dramatic, dramatically cuts down on the amount of like effort that you'd have to put into it normally versus having the AI assist you. Right, you basically skip right to proofreading. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you which can is crazy. just edit. You know, if if it's like ninety percent what you want, you can just edit the other ten percent exactly manually. Yeah, 
Yeah. But it can apparently get you most of the way there as far as like writing stuff mm-hmm. goes. Um, That's cool. Yeah. He describes it as, as having gone from a, from a dumb 1L in ChatGPT3, which I agree with. ChatGPT3 was wrong about everything. If you, if you asked it legal questions, it was wrong mm-hmm. about literally everything I ever asked it. Um, <laughs> if you, if like it was, it was very wrong. And then, um, apparently he said it's, it's become kind of a bright three L, um, which is like, it, it kind of sucks at some stuff, but it, it's, it's got a good handle on some other stuff. It's very interesting mm-hmm. the way that it's right. developed. And it's, uh, apparently it has trouble with case law. Like, if you're trying to get holdings from cases and stuff out of it, it has a hard time parsing what matters in case law. And it has a hard time understanding mm-hmm. what it means. Which, to me, um, makes sense. Right? That because, does make sense to me. Because, le- like, it, would you say it's because legalese is sort of its own language and the AI isn't necessarily developed to read it? Um, there's it some more? of that, but I think also there's a there's a, a big chunk of... And, and Bennett disagreed with me on this, but I'm not convinced. Um... That I, I, my position is it can't reason. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Like, like my position is that it can't synthesize information and reason from that information. It, it might be able to distill information and deliver it to you, but I yes. don't think it can reason from right. that distillation. It, yeah, I, I think that's correct. I think it's simulating reason, but it's not actually reasoning. Yes, you know what I mean? and, and like Bennett disagreed with me on that. What, he said it can yeah. do that, and I, I am unconvinced. Right. I intend it, to get access to it pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you, we're going to hit a point, a certain point in the future. I don't know how long it will be, but you there, there most definitely will be a point where um you you essentially get to a point where you, you know you're in the simulacrum where you can't distinguish it's like hyper reality you can't distinguish like the real from the fake right so you're going to get to a point with ai where you, they may as well be reasoning because it's so it, it looks off from the outside so advanced it's, it's so, indistinguishable you know, from reason yes but, it's, it's, but not it's not actually doing it yeah right 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 yes I think there's I think there's something to that. The 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 test for me to see if it can reason will be if I can sort of walk it through the thought process of a fringe legal theory, but have it come up with its own conclusions. So like if I can walk it through the thought process of a, a fringe legal theory that's not crazy, right? Like it it there uh-huh. actually is some backing to this idea. Um it's just not accepted by courts, right? Um, right. It's one of those things that could be law if you give the appellate courts enough time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's uh, if I can if I can walk it through something like that and get it to come to the conclusion on its own, then I'll be convinced that it's useful in that way, like that it that it right. can yeah. can quote unquote reason or look like it's reasoning. Something that's so a case where that that's sort of novel, where certain you know certain norms may not have been applied yet, but one should be applied. And right, it has to come up with that on its own. Yes, can you can you extrapolate from the information here? Can you extrapolate mm-hmm. a conclusion that is maybe a fringe conclusion, but still not crazy? Yeah. Right. Can you get to that? That that to me is is the test because mm-hmm. there's. Because that's where a lot of novel legal argumentation comes from, 
And a lot of the valuable legal argumentation that you have now is novel stuff. It's, it's like, well, you can't do this because this, this, and this. Because we've got right. 200 years of legal history, and there are some things that are not <laughs> particularly working, working well together. Um, so, so can, you, can you get to that point is, is the test for me. I'm, 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 mm-hmm. Like I said, Bennett disagreed with me. I'm unconvinced. Um, right. I, I mean, yeah, what we can easily say is, though, it, it's fantastic at distilling information. Yes. Uh, very quickly. Very. Uh, and presenting it. Yes. Apparently, yes. it's gotten very good at presenting information. And uh, OpenAI said it should make up less stuff. Oh, that's good. Because that was and, something. Uh, sometimes it goes schizophrenic. Yes. Uh, so some of the like, it will just start completely lying and just like imagining things. Uh, yeah, uh, the, I believe OpenAI described it as hallucinating information. Yeah, yeah. Like it'll like if you, wow, it's you just ask, like me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but but for example, I asked it. Um, I asked it what a particular. This was a weird one to me. I asked it what a particular uh, paragraph of the Texas Constitution said. And I even verified mm-hmm. that it was drawing from the correct Texas Constitution because there have been like five. Um, so I, I even verified that it was drawing from the right one. And I asked it what that what that paragraph said, and it just made something up. <laughs> I asked it if that particular version of the Texas Constitution was in its training data, and it said yes. It verified to me that it was, which I don't know if that's a lie. I doubt right. it's a lie. Yeah. Why wouldn't you feed it publicly available information like that? Right. But it, it, it had no fucking clue. It, it absolutely made it up. The, the text that it fed me back was not to be found anywhere in the Texas Constitution. Mm-hmm. So it, it was, it's, it's unreliable in that sense. Yeah. Like, it will make shit up. And they said it's supposed right. to do less of that now with GPT-4. Well, that's good. That's good, at least. Yeah, <laughs> but you still can't trust it. I'm like, I'm, I yeah. don't, I don't trust that thing as far as I can huck it. Which is right. considering it's not, you know, tangible. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's funny too, because right, because like, I think a lot. There's going to be a certain segment of the population who's going to look at the AI and that's going to like put this property of like infallibility to it. Right. Yes. Think, oh well, the AI says it, so that means you know. Uh, it, it must be cor- it must be correct or it must be legitimate, and maybe a lot of times it will be. But you should not. I I, I still think it's wrong just to assume infallibility. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I think that leads to a lot of very bad things when you. Uh, when I, you I think there's a. Like I would like the sort of culture around it to develop such that people's view of it is very much like their view of the internet, which is like, exactly. it can yeah. be very useful for certain things, incredibly useful yeah. for certain things. And also you'll have, uh, you, you might see a video where the presidents are arguing in Minecraft and, um, that didn't actually happen. Right. Like I, I would, I would like people to approach it the way that they approach the internet. I think that's probably the safest sort of cultural thing. But I, for some reason, I doubt that's going to happen. I think. Yeah, there's the yeah. Mm-hmm. The technology looks too close to magic already. That there's right. not very many people who are going to be um, uh, unscrupulous enough. Not unscrupulous. Uh, yeah. uh, that's the wrong word. Um, yeah. Incredulous enough. That's the word I was looking for about the information that it purports to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that there's, 
that is good. People are just not going to approach it uh, with enough skepticism in general. Yeah. But I, I do think that, you know, and I, I think that's just inevitable. I think that's just going to happen. Like people are going to be like, oh, well, the AI says that, you know, so it must, it must be correct or, you know, close enough for me. Uh, which again, in many cases, it probably will be. It, it probably will have most basic facts correct. Yes. Um, uh, but, you know, it, it's always a thing where it's like, even if that's the case, you should still hold some skepticism towards it. Uh, you know, it's like, but but yeah, it's interesting. It, the 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 part I think though that's really interesting, just as you were saying before about it, was that um, uh, it, it was able to uh, change the wording of the information presented to uh, reach certain audiences. Right, this is like localization, like getting your message to um, reach people yep. who m- may share different cultural like standards or something like that, or just different levels of education. You know, a, a bunch of different things, getting them to understand those concepts. Um, you know, across like regions, dialects, uh, you know, uh, cold ed- educational standards. That's really cool. That's, That's a really it's cool, cool and useful. It seems to me that <clears throat> the best use case for it, <clears throat> at least in its current state, is not so much information generation as presentation. Yes. Yeah. So, like, like it's. Yeah, it seems to me that it, 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 it doesn't have an original idea, which of course it doesn't. It, it's drawing from what it was fed with, and anytime it has an original idea, it's lying. Um, right. So it doesn't have any original ideas, but it, it can present those ideas in a, in, a, in a very clean and understandable way, especially given a set of, uh, a set of sort of, uh, not quite, but almost programmatic sort of... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, What's the term I'm thinking of? The the oh fuck. Um, I have I have I don't know why I have word blindness sometimes, but I just I, I, I will lose yeah. a word. And um, I listen back to the episode. I'm like, I knew the word. Yep. Why didn't I think of it on the show? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, just instructions, I guess, is is a word, yeah. but it's not the word. It's not the best word. Um, given given a set of instructions on how to present the information, it can present it in a very particular way, very very well. And that seems yeah. that seems to be the where it's most useful at the moment. Right. And while, you know, I think AI is new, it is certainly new in the sense that, you know, uh, a lot of technology is new, but but the general trend of human beings using resources to lower the amount of time and effort they have to put into certain things, that's yeah. a constant trend. That is it's on that trend line. You yes. Know what I mean? So this is just another instantiation of human beings doing that so that they can have more leisure time, um, ultimately. At the um, moment, it seems like a really solid secretary or draftsman. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it can do that work for you. Right. Um, at least to some extent. Again, you, you, you're able to skip to the proofreading stage with yeah. it. Yeah. Um. So I'm not I'm I'm not entirely sure what the uh, uh what what it looks like moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not convinced it's going to take over a lot of professions and shit. If I'm being honest, right. I, I I don't think it I don't think it can do what needs to be done for things like um. Well, I mean, skilled skilled labor professions. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it makes more sense, as you said, for it to be an assistant, right? Yes. Um, like, like I think its role as an assistant um, is tremendous. Um, 
but I, as you said, I don't think it it will take over as you said, like really like high skilled jobs, things that you know, especially things that require a lot of reasoning, right? Uh, you you mentioned like uh, um, uh, jobs in like the legal sector, for example, things that actually require high intensive reasoning. I don't think it's going to be doing that anytime soon. Well, sure, but uh, I mean, I mean, and and I don't want to seem like I'm too focused on the law thing, but also like medicine, um, oh, or yeah. even right. even frankly, even uh, you know, like uh, plumbing, for example, like where if you're trying to find a problem in a particular system, there are going to be variables that you as a person trained in a particular way can see that will inform you, even even if not consciously, yes. but they might inform you in, in, in something that you wouldn't think to feed to the AI. For example, if you have a system, um, I don't know, let's say your widget making machine is a very particular finicky widget making machine. There's a million of them. And, and so you could ask mm-hmm. an AI, Hey, I've got this problem with my, with my widget making machine and it might give you some troubleshooting steps. But for example, if you forget to tell it or you don't tell it, I, I'm in a humid climate. Right. Right. Maybe exactly. that makes yeah. some kind of difference that that it, it wouldn't have caught because you didn't feed it that. But you right. as a person in that place can can know, oh, I'm in a humid climate. And so it's more likely to be this issue than that issue. Right. So yeah. there, there no, are certain that, variables yeah. I think people latch on to that that a system like this can miss. Uh, uh, right. Almost inevitably. Right. Yeah, certain like things that are specific to a certain like um, case, right? Uh, a case by case basis. I think yeah. it, it, it will probably fall short on. I like, think it's like medical diagnostics. General statement. Yes, I think it's probably going to be pretty good at general observations and deductions. Like, yes. Uh, but yeah. uh, beyond that, uh, I'm I'm still skeptical. Yeah, I'm not I'm not convinced that it's going to be useful in the in the way that people expect it to be useful i i think it's gonna be i'm just i'm really skeptical of the idea that a human being can or that a that a machine learning algorithm or whatever you call it a language model whatever you want to call these things i'm i'm i am skeptical that they can think yes me too and and i think that's a very uh important and valuable aspect of um uh, being a, uh, a human being, <laughs> being a, a human being with right. training and experience in a particular field or, or knowing things about stuff. Um, I don't, right. I don't think these systems can think. And so I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not sure that they're going to be as effective as people expect. In the future, there's going to be a very serious, I mean, this is not new. People have been theorizing this uh, since like, you know, people were writing science fiction. But um, there's going to be a real serious ethical dilemma when AI develops to such an extent where, as I said, you're in a sort of hyper-reality phase where it acts as if it's thinking. Like, it, it is, like, from the outset, from your observation, a human being's observation looking looking in on the AI, it might appear that it's thinking. It might even appear to have emotions. But does that mean it actually does? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, it's a very, and, 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 you know, then you get into like, you know, more philosophical discussions about solipsism. Well, can I even know that the other per, the other human being is actually thinking or feeling? Yeah. Um, you know, then it is going to be a very, <laughs> a very interesting. 
uh, uh, period of time when that happens. If it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it could just be a robot duck. Right, exactly. It could just be a simulacrum. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I mean, they're, they're, so it's a very difficult thing. As, as you make a great point, as these things arise, um, our theory of mind is going to be tested. I think in a way that it hasn't mm-hmm. been. Um, right. and the and I think the distinction between sentience and sapience is going to become very important as yes. well. Yes, absolutely. Right. Yep. That's a that's a very good distinction too. Uh, because you know, even if you want to, because like, like you could say it's thinking in like the most like lowest common denominator terms, crude thinking, terms. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very crude terms, but but I don't think it's experiencing anything. Certainly, uh, it's you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I yeah. don't think it has a. Yeah, I, I certainly don't think it has any qualia. Um, but but yeah, it's going to be a very interesting interesting time period when that sort of you know when the AI actually develops to that stage. That's going to be really interesting. Yeah, um, we're we're approaching the questions of like, do androids dream of electric sheep and shit like that? Exactly. We're we're, we're yeah we're we're going to be approaching those questions in in probably right. the next. Is there a ghost in the machine? Right. Yeah. The next few years are going to be very interesting, and I do think it's a few years. This has gotten rapid, rapidly. Uh, this this has developed at a rapid pace um that i think a lot of people weren't expecting because if you look back at like mm-hmm. the natural language models of of for example um the 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 like alexa system right mm-hmm. it, it, those are kind of shit house <laughs> like those fucking yeah. suck siri sucks yeah <laughs> awful awful it can't awful. If, yeah. if you've got one little word that's slightly different it throws off the whole goddamn thing um, if you have the slightest accent, it is oh, yeah. just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. These these systems are terrible. And so I think a lot of people sort of saw this tech as Alexa, and then ChatGPT3 uh-huh. G- uh, Chat, uh, came out, and, and people were kind of shocked. Right. But people who work in the field have known this for a long time. People have known people who worked in the actual in the actual machine learning and, and language model field knew that this was developing. It's been developing for years now. But they, right. but the, the the general population wasn't aware. And it seems like a like almost a cultural bomb that's mm. in the process of going off. Yeah, in a very strange way. I, I think when people saw the AI uh, AI art, uh, I think that was a big like wake up call yeah. for a lot of people. I think that because that kind of came out of. I think for people who weren't already looking in that field already and didn't know anything about it, I think that completely blindsided them. Um, it was like out of nowhere, especially when something like Dolly kind of sucked. Yeah, and then Mid Journey hammered, uh, hammered immediately. Yeah, Mid Journey is truly incredible. If you do, if any listeners don't know what Mid Journey is, um, look it up. Uh, it is like you can the the absolute detail in that program is unbelievable. Truly, like it's it, it's scary good. Like it still has quirks, you know, but it it you it can refine them. You can refine them. I think better than any other AI art generator I've yeah. seen. Um, yeah, it's yeah. It's uh, scary good. I, I was watching. Um, they've done some like um, if Bloodborne was an '80s uh, movie, or any Elder Scrolls or Dark Souls, uh, Dark Souls games were '80s movie horror movies. 
put that into mid journey uh people were coming up with like all these like you know they look like as if it was a movie in the 80s and it was, it was it just looked really cool uh corridor digital's been under attack uh yes. recently did you have you seen this stuff that's going on I like have. people are really I mad have. at them um yeah. yeah we should explain they they uh made a video oh, i just hammered my mic um they made a video <laughs> that was um it was rock paper scissors but anime styled yes and the way that they created this video was they fed frames of vampire hunter d um <laughs> into i can't remember which which program they used um but it was one of these uh image generation programs they fed frames mm. uh they they made a 3D um background and they fed it through the filter as well but they made they they shot themselves on a green screen keyed out the green screen and then fed their images and and basically had it be done in the style of vampire hunter d and they made mm. this they made this uh this kind of cool short anime short um yeah of of rock paper scissors it's very actiony it's got like a jojo's kind of feel to it a little bit but it's 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 very very cool um mm-hmm. and and this made a lot of people very very angry <laughs> yes uh so like i sympathize with the people who are like uh you know it, it feels a little soulless, which in, in the sense, right, I, I get that, right? Because, like, when you get by, by an art piece, there's a certain thing where you, that you're not going to get when you just buy, get an, a piece of art from an AI, which is that, oh, hey, th- there was an intent, you know, an intentional, deliberate um, creation from the, yes. this, this person. You know, I do, like, sympathize with that, and I, I do still prefer human-made art um, when, it, you know, well-made art uh, from human beings, but... I don't. I think a lot of the people who are freaking out uh, about like AI art are also like you know. I don't mean to like you know kick you while you're down, but I don't think you're going to win this. No, uh, this battle. Well, there's a uh, difference too between. I mean, here's the thing, man. There's a difference, and yeah. this is something that you're not supposed to say, but fuck it. Um, there's a difference between if I could feed an AI a set of instructions to draw My Little Pony OC inflation porn. And it looks just as good as the shit that people get commissioned. That particular uh-huh. art is about as valuable as what that AI turns out. I'm sorry. There's like, there's no, right. there's, I, I don't see, right. because, I do not see a yeah, value there's, difference there's, between those two things. Right. I think there's a, there's a certainly, a, um, I think it all depends on like what you're buying the art for. If you're just buying the art for the outcome of it, you know what I mean? Or are you more of like, you know, I, I, the type of person who buys an art piece because you want to know that I own something because this person painted. Yes, you know I, I own mean? something uh, this individual made. That's that's yes. That's how art commissions are supposed to function. But uh, right, what people have right. been using them for, especially the fucking DeviantArt crew and stuff like that, what people have been using them for is basically for AI porn generation. You commission an artist, you pay him 50 bucks, and they draw your My Little Pony OC in an inflation scenario. It's crazy how Rule 34 is just undefeated. champion uh, <laughs> of all the internet. Exactly. <laughs> but, but you can do the same thing with one of those AI. So I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry to the people who are commissioned to draw my little pony oc inflation porn but you're out of a job you're you're going to have to find something else you're going to have to draw it better <laughs> yeah in more detail. yeah, yeah. you're no, it's, you're going to have it's going to have to change because there's no the yeah. stuff that 
you can just instruct an AI to draw my little pony character in this scenario with the, these designs on it. And there it is. There's your OC in a, in an inflation porn scenario. I don't know why I'm yeah. stuck on that, but like, that's the thing. That's the <laughs> low effort in a, in air quotes. I know it's not coof to call any art low effort, but still, um, sort of, uh, uh cartoon drawings, flat, f- flat colors. These are things that are easily replaced now with AI. You you can't you can't compete with it, right? Yeah, I, for yeah, I, I think because like okay, when when you're trying to when you're commissioning that type of art from something, you really are only wanting the you know the the final outcome from the experience. You want reason, your porn. You, know what I mean? you just want your porn. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I do I do consider. I think there is some type of difference. I don't know the exact, you know, I, I haven't delineated exactly where the difference, like, where it begins and ends, but I do think there's a difference between that and wanting art because you feel like, I, I appreciate the person who made this for me, and I appreciate, yeah. you know, and you can't replicate that from an AI. I yeah. agree with that, uh, but still, I, I do agree with you that, yeah, uh, there's a certain type of things that are commissioned that you don't care about the person who made it. You just want the thing drawn. I own uh, I own original art from people. It's not I've I've never commissioned any any like super high effort art, but I own some original art from people that that I got it yeah. uh, at like comic book booths and stuff like that, where an artist is there yeah. and he's doing sketch cards and stuff. And so yeah. uh, I have one I I really like where I asked him to do in his style the 1930s Batman. With the dumb ears oh, and yeah. the and the and the weird yeah. symbol and and the kind of crap and it looks great. It's just as is he sketched it out in a pencil. He went over it with sharpie. It looks incredible. I'm very proud to have it. It's a piece yeah. of actual art, right? Um, yeah. And I think that th- there's a difference there. I could feed those same parameters into an AI and probably get something very similar, but right. I I don't want to because I like the fact that right. this dude drew this in front of me. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, like that's yeah, valuable, but when I see like some people who are like they they want Congress to, like ban AI art generation. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking... I'm sorry, I can't take you seriously. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> for one, you're not, that you, you like. I'm sorry, but uh, you're not going to stop AI art uh, generation. It's out of the bat. It's Pandora's box. It's yeah, it's over. Uh, it's yeah, it's over. Um, <laughs> But, but yeah, it, it just, yeah, I don't know. It, but, like, the, the whole, like, uh, Corridor Crew thing, it's, like, like yeah, I agree it's not as, like, you know, it's it's less soulless because it's coming from, you know, an AI. I do, I agree with that, I agree on that, but it's also a cool piece of technology. It is, like, and, I, and I, here's I the thing, too. Think, oh, that video they made is very clearly not drawn by a person. Right, like it's it's very clear when you watch it. It's very clear that that's generated because there's and they no had to, yeah, and they had to do a lot of touch ups after they oh, fed yes. it through the AI art to get it to work. They did, but but for example, in in a cartoon, you get those in between shots that are like that are yeah. you know there's there's strange. Mid-frames. I forget the terminology yeah. now, but you get the you get the strange sort of morphing and stretching of a figure that adds dynamism, but that an AI can't do. Or wouldn't know how to do unless you fed it exclusively right, like with in, that style of thing, right. like something in motion. It, like right. if, you, if you froze on it, it would look weird. But in in real time, it gives us motion and looks 
good in when you're unless you're like you know taking a snapshot of it right and so that the, the system that they used and p- what people are really mad about is that they fed it those vampire hunter d images they see it as like well you stole right. that you cribbed that style you stole that style. i mean i don't know artists all like take inspiration from other artists and you know may you know develop their style with that so i i don't know is it yeah i don't i don't know i i that, that seems it, it doesn't To me, and here's the thing, I'm not a particularly great artist, right? So I don't really care, right? But but it also, to to me anyway, it seems that uh, I grew up when I was learning how to draw. And and really, what I really enjoyed doing was inking. I I didn't like actually sketching the figure and stuff like that. I really enjoy inking. Um... And so what, because I'm not particularly good at drawing the actual figure, I'm, I'm not imaginative enough, I, I don't have the, I, I don't have whatever that thing is between the brain and the hand that allows you to draw what you want to draw, that's, I don't have that particularly well, I can do it a little bit, but it's not great. Um, the, the, what, what I did was I just redrew stuff that other people had already drawn, I redrew like I didn't trace, right. I, I redrew it freehand, but but just basically copying directly from a piece of yeah. Jim Lee art or a piece of uh, art from right. McFarlane or or whatever. Right. And so it doesn't bother me to see that done. Right. I mean, yeah, it, it's like obviously you know, uh, like. It, the first person who ever drew something and then someone copied them, did they steal their art? Like, you know, I don't, I don't yeah, I, it's a, it's a, and here's the thing too. I was copying not just the style, but the composition. Oh, right. Yeah. When I was learning how to draw, I, I've drew, I've got Spider-Man drawings that, that they don't look like they were done by Todd McFarlane. Mine are worse. My inking is not clean and, and, and I've got other issues, but I've got stuff that looks like it could be an inked piece of Todd McFarlane art. Maybe. If you did, right. if you didn't look at it for too long and see the stylistic issues, but the the, but I drew it. I just copied exactly the composition and the style. So it's one of those things that I don't. I'm. Mm, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? When I see that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I mean, I like. I can understand, right? Like, uh, if if you're an artist and you like, you feel like, uh, well, this isn't, you know this isn't the same as what I do. And I agree. It's not right. There is a certain like human element that the AI will, will just never replicate. Um, but with, I, I do think like if someone is just like, uh, you know, um, wanting a cool image that they want, you know, they want to see, and they don't really care about the human element uh, to it. They just want the cool image. I don't see anything. I don't see like, I've seen a lot of people like hating on people for using AI. Um, but it's like, he just wants the cool image, right? Yeah. He's not, he's not trying to say that, uh, oh, this is, you know, for a lot of people, they're not even trying to say, oh yeah, this is so much better than, you know, a, a, of a person. I don't see many people even saying that. They're, they're, I don't know. It's just. And he doesn't uh, care that a hand of... is fucked. That's another thing too, is like, like right. if you're doing that, you don't really give a shit that, eh, maybe there's too many fingers on this hand because what you're going for also, is the style. Also, it's, I do want to say, it's very funny that uh, hands are notoriously one of the hardest things for people to draw, and the AI also can't draw yeah, hands. It's very funny, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, shit. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's very funny. But the, the, just like that, I, I'm, I'm, 
there there is the the lawsuit did you see that the that there was actually a lawsuit filed against against uh i think it was the people who made mid-journey um oh no i didn't know that yeah uh here let me let me get something pulled up on it because it, it is um i'm sorry about the clickety clacks um stable diffusion and mid-journey have been targeted with a copyright lawsuit uh, artists, uh, trio of artists have launched a lawsuit against Stability AI and Midjourney, creators of AI art generator Stable Diffusion and Midjourney. Uh, artist portfolio platform DeviantArt, which recently created its own AI art generator DreamUp. The artists uh, allege that these organizations have infringed the rights of millions of artists by training their AI tools on 5 billion images scraped from the web without the consent of the original artist. The lawsuit has been filed by lawyer and typographer Matthew Butterlick, uh, Butterick along with the uh, Joseph, so I'm not reading that, which specializes in antitrust and class action cases. Uh, Butterick and Savory are currently suing Microsoft, GitHub, and OpenAI in a similar case involving the AI programming model Copilot, which is trained on lines of code collected from the web. In a blog post announcing the suit, Butterick described the case as another step toward making AI fair and ethical for everyone. He says the capacity for AI are tools like Stable Diffusion um, to, quote, flood the market with an essentially unlimited number of infringing images will inflict permanent damage on the market for art and artists. Since AI art tools exploded in popularity over the past year, the art community has reacted strongly. While some say these tools can be helpful, much like past generations of software like Photoshop and Illustrator, uh, many more object to the use of their work to train these money-making systems. Generative AI art models are trained on billions of images collected from the web, generally without the creator's knowledge or consent. AI art generators can then be used to create artwork that replicates the style of specific artists. That's a story from The Verge, and I did not finish it, but uh, James Vincent wrote that. Um, so that's that's a suit that's actually happening, and there's there's there are teeth to it because theoretically, any image that's made by Stable Diffusion or Midjourney is a derivative work of the pieces on which it was trained. Right. So there is there are some teeth to the copyright claim. Right. Yeah. I, from a legal standpoint, I, I can see that. I, I'm curious, though, and I, look, I'm not an artist, so I, I, I'm not really, you know, completely qualified to speak on this. But my understanding is that the, um, artists sample other artists, right? Um, like in their, in, either in their style. And now is the claim that these are, it, it, whereas sampling is more of an indirect, um, it, I don't want to say copying, copying is not the word. Um, an indirect influence that the AI is having, it's directly being influenced through its art generation by these images. The argument is that the AI would not be able to create the images it creates if it did not derive things from the images on which it was trained. And so the the argument is that the, the things that the AI creates are derivative works of the art on which it was trained. Yes. Right. Uh, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> uh, when one artist draws something because they got inspired by another piece of artwork, aren't they sort of doing the same? I mean, they're not doing the same thing, but they're doing something akin to it. They're doing something similar, yeah. Yeah. I would say yeah, but, I mean, but just like that, I think there's a certain point at which people just become too threatened by the new tool. Like there's still yeah. like there's still human effort involved if you're sitting down and for example doing what I did when I was learning how to draw and 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 cribbing style and composition from Todd McFarlane or or, or whoever it is Jim Lee whoever it is that you're copying, um, mm-hmm. 
there's there's a there's still human effort in that, right? Some of mine that that were supposed to be quote unquote copied from, uh, you know, a Todd McFarlane drawing, for example. Some of mine came out looking like shit because I did it badly, right? Um, <laughs> right. Some of them came out looking near identical. So there's a there's there's always a little bit of 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 there's human effort and change involved in that way. I think people mm-hmm. are super duper upset that this is a machine doing it. Yeah, that, right. That that's that seems to be for me. Like again, I don't know. I can't speak to other people why they uh, like their their specific motivations. But that, from my own outside experience, that seems to be what I've seen a lot of. Is that they're they're more upset that this is just the and it's a machine and. Uh, yeah, that that's mostly the basis of it. And look, I can understand, right? If you're an artist and you're making art, and now there's something competing with, like, competing with you, like, on a massive scale, it's like, oh, sh- that's shitty, you know, uh, for, from their own personal perspective. Uh, you know, I completely sympathize with that. But again, I, I, I don't know. I think what really gets people's goat is you can ask it to make things in a particular style. You can ask for something yeah. in the style of this artist. And I think yeah, that's yeah. what's really bumming people out. Right, right. Because if you were just asking it to generate, like, a genre, right? Like, mm-hmm. let's say I was asking it, let's say I asked Midjourney or whatever to create for me a, um, a, uh, I don't know, let's say I wanted it to draw me a picture of a GPU in a, and I just described the style as, um, like, biomechanical. Mm-hmm. Body biomechanical, comma body horror. Right, I would get something mm-hmm. that looks like H.R. Giger, but I didn't type in H.R. Giger style. Right, right. I think there's a difference there that people have a problem with. I think people have a problem mm-hmm. with me being able to say H.R. Giger style instead of having to describe it in like more nebulous terms. Mm, right. Does okay, that make yeah, sense? Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense to me. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I still think. I mean. I, I still say that, you know, well, I, I could commission an artist to draw something in a style like that as well. Yes, so I you do could still just ask goes, another artist to say H.R. Giger style GPU picture, please. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I think the, it only comes down to that's a machine, right? That it's, yes. you know. And again, like, look, I, I think for a lot of people who are, like, artistically inclined, I, I think that the human element is extremely important to them. So I can like completely understand from their own perspective why they think that the an AI would like be inferior. And on those terms, on those specific terms, I do agree that it is like the, yes. AI, the AI art does lack a soulish quality to it. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. There's a it, it looks um, well, uh, frankly, it looks kind of like the shit that I did when I was first learning how to draw. It it just looks <laughs> it just looks. It looks like it's presented, um, it looks like it exists without inspiration, but I think there's also a little bit of that that comes from the knowledge that it's AI. Like, there are some illustrations that come out of Midjourney that if you slapped it on a book cover, it may as well be a commissioned painting for a book cover. You know what I mean? Right, right. So it's it's difficult, you know what I mean? It, it's, it's difficult to tell whether the knowledge that it came from an AI affects how inspired or soulful it feels. Yeah. Which I think would be an interesting test. If you had, if you commissioned a few artists to, to make something and then asked mid journey to make the same thing. Um, and you just presented the images to people 
asking them which one was made by an AI, would they be able to tell? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think it, it almost certainly is. And I, I don't think many people like would disagree with this. I think it almost certainly is because they feel like it does lack that human element. Right. It, it's not really like the it, it, it has nothing to do with the image drawn itself. Right. Because, it was, as we said, like, the um, you know, artists uh, kind of copy or gain inspiration from other artists in incorporations of their own style. Right. Right. So the, that already ha- exists. So it's not I don't think it can be solely placed on that. I think it ultimately comes down to this is a machine and, you know, it's it's kind of like it's producing the outcome of the art, but it's not um, it's not going um it's producing it without the more human element, the more human intentionality that goes along with um, producing art. I wonder how connected it is to something like the labor theory of value, where it's like effort goes into when I crib, when I crib the style of, of, I don't know who paints the, for example, the Warhammer uh, book covers. Right. But, but if I were to crib their style and do a painting in that style, I still put a lot of effort into doing my own painting. I just crib the style. Right. Um, if I wonder how much of it's connected to that idea of like human effort going into the product and making it I, more valuable. I don't think, I don't think it's necessarily the amount of effort. I mean, I certainly think that people often like, you know, re- have a certain level of respect to effort, things that are, that require effort. But I, I, I think it had more has to do with the, um, the intentionality of the person as opposed to the effort of them, you know, or, you know what I mean? Because like a really good artist can create art that, that I don't want to, I, I don't want to diminish and say it's easy, but they can do it much easier than most people. And so I, I think, I don't think it's a late theory of, and they would have to say that the person who took 10 days to make this piece, uh, is, um, better at it than a person, than a really good artist who drew the exact same picture in two days. You know what I mean? And I guess so I don't that argument really bad. I guess that argument also kind of lost already when, since everybody has accepted digital tools now, like nobody, 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 but the most, um, uh, technophobic, uh, purists argue that you're not allowed to paint in Photoshop. You're only allowed to paint with real paint on canvas. Like that's nobody makes that argument Mm -hmm. anymore. Right. So, so I guess some of that, I, I guess some of that argument has already lost. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to make that argument. It's hard to keep making that argument when, when that, when that's already, when the artists today that complain about this stuff are painting in Photoshop, and people, yeah. people just, uh, you know, what thirty, forty years ago would have been saying that's not really painting, and now it's all anybody does. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think ultimately it comes down to like uh, the ultimate disagreement comes down to uh, the human element versus just machine output, you know, uncaring, uh, just machine output. I think I think that's ultimately where the divide is. I agree with that. Like, like yeah. So like, you know, do, do you purchase the art piece because you want the pic? You just want the cool picture or do you do you uh, solicit art because you want something important from someone else, something that, you know, they put purposeful intention into yeah officialness too i think matters like if you have yeah, I, it, yeah absolutely if you have a uh, if you have a like i don't know let's uh an anime character for example that you wanted a, a picture of or or you wanted a, a wallpaper but you can't find one that you quite like right um you could go to mm-hmm. and try and get that result from an ai and and to depending on the character and the identifying features on the character you can do pretty well 
Um, but at the same time, it's not the same. It's not the official thing. Um, I I can only think of because there's a con happening right now and people have been posting about it. Uh, for example, there are, there's a (laughs) phase connect has, uh, body pillow pillowcases with some of the VTubers on them. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It made me laugh when I saw it. But, like, for example, there's one of Pipkin Pippa, right? Who's the only VTuber (laughs) that I watch and really enjoy. Um... So if you if you if you you could go in and try and get something how like many, that from AI, how many you own a, a team of the of that <laughs> Zero, actually. <laughs> I wanted to go on their store and see if I could order one because if I'm not li- if I'm being honest, I think it would make I think it would make Lady Jane laugh because Lady Jane likes Pipkin Pippa too. Like we both watch <laughs> Pippa. Um, <laughs> I think it would make her laugh. But if you get one, you should make that your Twitter profile picture of just the body. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Number one fan. Um, <laughs> well, like you could go on and try and make that image AI generated, but it's not the official one from Phase Connect. You know what I mean? And I think there's something to be I said for that, that as well. I agree. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think that goes hand in hand with like, hey, there is intentionality in commissioning this piece of art from this person. Right. Yeah. Right. I just it it'll get figured out. I think it's just yeah. it's growing pains. All tech has growing pains like this. Yeah. Um I mean like for me I've used uh, AI art in the past for like uh when I was I was running a, a game I think uh like uh in December and I uh, I had a certain group of enemies that I couldn't really find art on online for and it was a couple days before, so I really didn't want to commission art for it because it was just a it was a one shot. It wasn't a long running thing. Sure. Um, so I just uh, I used uh, uh, I used it. Uh, got it actually. I used Dolly, and then I actually got a, a pretty good uh, uh, piece of art. But it's like, yeah, in a pinch, I think, yeah, I I would use that absolutely again and again because you know, I, it, at that time, I'm not do, I'm not using this art to be like, oh, this person has made this for me. It's really special to me. It's like, no, I I just need a right now right right i just need to generate something for you know a a thumbnail or something like that exactly yeah and there's also too i think there's i don't know when you're when you're somebody i'm i make the stuff for me like i i'm made like for example my profile picture and the album art for um for Dino Files and and the album art for this show I I I sat down and I made that and and I could have asked an AI to generate something but I didn't want to I wanted to make it you know right. and and that that yeah, I think cool. that means something to me personally I'm not yeah. I'm not selling prints of it or anything right but I don't know. There's 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 something in sitting down and making something. There's something satisfying. Absolutely. About that. Absolutely. Yeah. But I also d- wouldn't want, for example, if there's somebody who needs a, a profile picture and they want it to be unique or they need album art for their podcast or whatever, they don't have the money or they don't have the, the, the time or the or even the ability to make it themselves. Right. There's a certain level of creative ability that some people just don't have in certain ways. Um I, I I would hold nothing against them generating that shit with AI. They don't have to right. immediately run and pay an artist, right, to come up with something. No, there's a free tool. Use it. Right. Yep. So I don't know. I just 
I, I, like I said, I think it'll get figured out. It's just... Mm-hmm, yeah. You think 2D animators didn't shit a brick when they first saw Toy Story? <laughs> right. Like, it's yeah, fucking right. over, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, yeah. And to a certain extent, some of 2D animation is over. Some of that is gone. Yeah. doesn't exist anymore. I, I, also, I, I, I'm not going to go off on a tangent we're already, you know, uh, on a topic, but uh, I do find it really sad that 2D animation seemed to peak in, like, the early 2000s. Yeah. And then it just, like, I don't know what happened. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe that's my own And uh, nothing to, like, diminish, like, 2D art now, but it's just, it's not my personal taste uh, for, for a lot of it. You know what um, one of the big things was that killed it? What's, what's that? Treasure Planet flopped. Oh, dude, I was just going to say, uh, I was just going to use Treasure Planet as a great uh, example of the 2D art. But yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Treasure Planet flopped. And um, yeah. that was when Disney started divesting themselves of, of mm-hmm. 2D talent. And, and they made a few more movies. I think Princess and the Frog came out after that. And there were, there were several more. But um, yeah. the, 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 the death of Treasure Planet killed what could have been... One of the coolest sort of animation styles to ever exist. It was, uh, there was an interesting, very cool mix of 3D and 2D assets in that movie. Yes. And go back and watch yeah. the movie. It, first of all, it holds up. It's great. And yeah. secondly, um, it looks beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that's why also a lot of people uh, really like anime is that they're looking for that 2D art style that is still yep. hand-drawn a lot of times. Yeah. Um, uh, that they don't find more more so in the West, and again, that's not to say there's not no two drawn animation in, like in Western media. There is, but I think for people that I think that's one of the reasons people like anime is they like seeing that you know hand uh, to paper to page to screen. Yes, um, and seeing that process, like like knowing that that's yeah. the process that led to it. There's there's something in that right. that means something. Um, yeah, yeah, and then it's the it's kind of a similar. I mean, for example. It's not though like 2D is totally dead. I mean, if you watch, um, oh, yeah, no. if you watch uh, Into the Spider Verse, which has been lauded for its visual style, yeah, yeah. If you watch that, uh, there's a lot of 2D assets in that. Yes, there are. Yeah, uh, it's it's this interesting sort of blend of filtering and 2D and and other things that made it look the way it does, and it's a beautiful, beautiful, striking yeah. film. Oh yeah. Yeah, it, it, it has, a, there's a lot, the, the cool thing about Into the Spider-Verse, though, is that it is a mixture of so many different art styles that are all incorporated into one thing. And that uh, all work together really well. It did, yeah, yeah. Some of which you wouldn't expect. Right. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was genius. But yeah, the flop, yeah. Of, the, the flop that was Treasure Planet, which was a great, it really deserved better. Yeah. Um, that movie flopping really, really hurt 2D animation. Especially at mm-hmm. Disney, which, of course, you know, biggest purveyor of 2D animation at the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it really, really hurt them. Um, but just like that. So th- there are growing pains in industries like this. Yeah. And eventually stuff comes back around, just like Into the Spider-Verse. There's, I mean, the, the amount right. of 2D shit in that movie is, is uh, more than we've seen in a while outside of a fully Probably 2D film. more than film. Disney had produced uh, in a long time. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, in recent memory. Um, outside yeah. of their shorts, and that's another cool thing is like the the Disney animators will produce these shorts and stuff where they're trying something new, or they're trying something new with the tech, or mm-hmm. or they're doing cool things, mixing three D and two D animation that that's that haven't yeah. been done before. There's there's leaps and bounds being made in the animated shorts sort of area, and, and a lot of it has to do with two D animation. Mm-hmm. 
So they're doing a good job. It's just, you know, uh, yep. 3D took over. It's what happens. Right. Yep. It's for the same reason that, you know, after, after Jurassic Park, you know, the days were numbered for, like, right. creature shops, you know, prop shops and stuff like that. Right. Right. Yep. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. It's just going to take a while. I'm less concerned about that than about things mm-hmm. like GPT, like Chad GPT. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I think that could have more far-reaching consequences. I am happy, though, to see, and this is another thing I was thinking about, I'm happy to see how much fake shit is being made with it. I'm happy to see all the videos of presidents playing Minecraft. I'm happy to see all this. Not only because they're hilarious, (laughs) but also because people are being trained not to trust it. Right, exactly. It really diminishes this infallibility aspect of it that some people may try to push that, oh, you know, the AI overlord said this, this means it's true. Uh, It's hard to, you know, believe that when you see, uh, you know, George Bush, Barack Obama, Donald Trump and Joe Biden playing modern warfare. Yes. Uh, You know, (laughs) just things like that. Yeah, Uh, it's like. Uh, and I think that's a very good thing. I think the the more people realize not to trust the things they see immediately is a very good uh, type of skepticism that I wholeheartedly endorse. How long do you um, think it's going to be before somebody asks the question, which episode did Joe Rogan talk to Ben Shapiro about the beach that makes you old? Right. Right. And also, you know, um, how long, and this is an actual question I have uh, for you, Dean, uh, how long do you think? be until video evidence is no longer considered reliable in court um so that that is going to be based on what's going to have to happen there and there was a little bit of this actually i'm glad you bring that up because there's an example of this mattering and the courts proving that they fucking suck at this um (laughs) so during the johnny depp amber heard trial uh Mm. where wherein johnny depp sued amber heard for defamation um the uh, they presented the Amber Heard's team presented evidence from one of her cell phones that uh, was not. It's really hard to describe. So I guess I have to go to a slightly higher perspective on this. Um, ten thousand foot view. Whenever you have a picture or a video, it is accompanied by metadata. Yes. Um, metadata is, are, are tags on, in the data of the photo that tell you things like which camera took it, what the settings of that camera were, if, mm-hmm. if it's enabled where the location was that it was taken, um, yada, 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 right? Metadata, uh, data about right. the photograph. Yeah. Um, and so these things are being presented in court where the metadata does not support the veracity of the photograph. For example, mm-hmm. there were two different photographs presented of Amber Heard. Uh, they were the same photograph, but one was much redder than the other. Oh, I remember this. Yes. Right. So the argument then becomes which one of these is doctored because one of them clearly mm-hmm. is. One of these has been treated in some way. Mm-hmm. Looking at the metadata of the photograph could have answered that question. And they tried to, mm-hmm. but the court did not understand it. Uh-huh. And so both came in. So this is what's going to have to be, this is what's going to have to be figured out by the courts. Is can you, what can you dis- delineate by looking at the metadata of a piece of media 
And if that metadata is unreliable, you have to be comfortable throwing it out. Right. If, it, if this metadata doesn't say this photo was taken at this time on this phone for this, you know, whatever, like, like all it needs to say. And here's the problem with that, though. Now, this is about this is about reducing an attack surface, right? Because you uh-huh. can still fake metadata. I was going to say, yeah, you could. Yeah. Right. So that kind of thing yeah, at a certain point, it becomes impossible to tell. Unless you right, have access yeah. to the phone somebody made the thing on or, or the computer somebody faked the thing on. But, I mean, if they nuke that machine and, and destroy the drives, there's no way to get that information it, either. It's going to be real interesting to see, like, if, if this, if, like, deep faking becomes rampant, which I do think it will, uh, like, what that will do to people's just general trust of video in general. Um, because, you know... Uh, you know, you know, don't believe your lying eyes. Exactly. Is that will actually be a very good, uh, good suggestion. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, if it just runs rampant, then, you know, then it puts into doubt all, uh, you know, video related media at a certain point in terms of like, you know, veracity. Yes, absolutely. It does. And so this is one of those things that courts are going to have to get way better about metadata and and people are going to have to be very careful about these attack surfaces. It, it just seems to mm-hmm. me that, like, because you could very easily fake metadata or whatever, but at a certain point, something gets hard enough that most people won't do it and won't figure out how. Right. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's like turning off your SSID broadcast. Does it harden your network completely? No, but it makes it hard enough to find your network that somebody else, you know, most people aren't going to put in the work. Right. Unless they're targeting yeah. you specifically, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. So it's about reducing that attack surface. And, and the courts are really, really, really going to have to learn how metadata works. Because you can't, you can't just present shit. The courts are going to have to get better at shit like this in general. Do you remember, um, I don't know if you watched it, but the, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Yes, yeah. The, the metadata on the file from the, uh, the drone footage, I think. Yes, yes, that was an issue. And also, the upscaling was an issue. Yeah. Because there yeah, were, the file size was much larger on one of them than the other one. Yes, uh, if I remember correctly. one of them was one of them was a different file, and they also had to have an argument about the upscaling on the on the file itself, the television itself, because yeah. I believe the prosecution had upscaled the video. And um, if I if I recall yeah, yeah, they correctly, used AI, I believe they by upscaling it, so they used AI generated frames. So basically, uh, when you upscale something, oh, good. It would have been the pixels. It would have been some of the pixels, pixels. in the frame would have been generated. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right, right. So some of the pixels are the AI is just interpreting that to make the image more clear. When AI generates uh, pixels because they want to, they're trying to smooth out the frame or the picture. Um, they are interpreting what might be there to the to the AI's best ability. Yes. Uh, so essentially, you're possibly seeing frames or, or pixels within the frames that just don't exist. Yes, they did not exist at the time, and the camera never captured them either. They were invented by whatever upscaling algorithm you used, and so the 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 what that became an issue, and it was also an issue. I'll be frank with you: Uh, the 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 attorneys for Kyle Rittenhouse should not have brought in a 4K fucking television. Yes, to show. To show what was at most 1080p video in most instances, and, and 720 more likely. They 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 yeah. should not have brought in that. They brought that big ass 4K TV for all the video yeah. evidence, 
They should not have done that because the 4K TV is going to be upscaling shit. So yes. you, you lost that argument on the upscaling <laughs> yeah. when you brought in a TV to upscale your evidence. Yeah, right. Now, Frank, now uh, it's luckily the prosecution was too fucking stupid to understand that. Didn't they lie about the video, too? Oh, yeah. They said, nope, it's the same video. Yeah, it's they the- <laughs> absolutely lied about yeah. it. <laughs> For sure. For sure. They absolutely did. Um, but again, the, the, this was a, this was a, the court, when it was being explained to the court, the court, instead of saying pixels, said pickles. So we've got a problem <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with regard to digital evidence in the justice system. <laughs> <laughs> The, the damn boomers and their consequences. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the funniest things. He seems like an eminently fair judge, but god damn it, oh, yeah, dude, read the book. Seemed, the judge seemed nice, but it, it was always one of those, man, he has no idea what Just he's talking about right now. Clueless. You know? Totally lost. <laughs> but there's all kinds of issues like that, especially in a, a kind of a stodgy old profession like the legal one. For example, yeah. You know how few attorneys use anything encrypted? Oh, I... <laughs> anything. Like, do you even... Do you, do you encrypt your email? No. No, I don't. In fact, I use Gmail. Fucking what? Yep. Why yeah, you are you working out of Google Drive? Like that, yeah, you think if you're in a profession like that, you would make sure to keep the information you have tightly kept? Uh, yes. Yeah, but I guess not. I would argue that we're approaching the point, and I've made this argument before, we are approaching the point where for for something like the legal profession where you have a standard that you're expected to maintain a certain level of uh a certain level of confidentiality with a client, I'm I'm mm-hmm. thinking that we're probably five or ten years off from it being the standard for confidentiality and ethical behavior as an attorney that you encrypt your communication with your with your clients. Right. Yeah, that seems like a very, like, common sense. Yeah, Yeah, it really does seem common sense, but nobody fucking does it! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but th- those kinds of issues, again, you, you, so, to your, to return to your original question, uh, yeah, it's not gonna be great. When, when these fake yeah. videos and stuff start being created, there's gonna be a lot of problems that the, that the, the legal system in particular is gonna have to try and figure out. And, uh-huh. if I'm being 100% honest with you, I am very concerned about the prosecution having access to this technology. Right. Yeah. I'm incredibly concerned like, about it. Here's the thing, right? Especially if, if he's like, look, assuming you're, you're nor you're just, the jury is filled with just normies who like aren't specialized in this. And the prosecution has this type of technology. Um, you know, you, the, the defense team better be rock solid. Like they bet, you know, they would have to be completely rock solid and be able to explain these highly technical terms in very layman language uh, so that, you know, the people in the jury can understand exactly how this technology works and why the prosecution uh, it might be lying uh, with it. Um, that was one of the issues that, with Kyle Rittenhouse's defense one. team yeah. is that they could not explain to the court yeah. what was going on. Like they could not explain right. it. <laughs> yeah. Because he didn't get it either. Which um, I, mean, I remember look, that day on, on Twitter, everyone was going nuts because they were like, "No one in this room understands what what's actually going on." Yeah, <laughs> and nobody on got Twitter it. Kind of yeah, yeah, it was it was embarrassing. Frankly, it was embarrassing for the profession. <laughs> if I'm being honest, um, 
and and I don't I don't really want to say that because his attorney is by all accounts a, a fine attorney, right? Um, mm-hmm. The the two right. guys, one of them was Sharisi, I, I and the other one I forget his name, but yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, you're not necessarily going to sure, be trained see, yeah. as a technical. Ex- you're not going to be necessarily trained as a technical uh, uh, expert, you know, when you're just you know becoming a lawyer. So I I, I kind of like give them a pass, but it's still it's still something that will be necessary uh, in the future. You're going to have to know it now. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm concerned that, I mean, even if, I mean, not even just the prosecution, like, like, I, look, I think prosecutors are generally scumbags, but let's, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. If you have somebody who hates somebody else, it's going to be so easy to frame somebody up for something. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no, there's, it's, it, especially if you have somebody who's technically inclined enough now to, for example, deep fake something or something like that, they're going to be technically inclined enough to wipe the metadata or replace it with something they want it to say. Like, right. like there's, it, it's, it's got, it's outpaced the knowledge of many professions, not just legally, but it's mm-hmm. outpaced the knowledge of these professions, um, uh, uh, faster than those professions even know how to grapple with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I am concerned about that, <laughs> if I'm being that, honest. That is definitely scary. Uh, you know, you never know, um, you never know, you know, someone could just, like, uh, deep fake something and then uh, a person could go to prison for it, you know, and, or, I mean, for the person they framed uh, with it could just go to prison. There's going to be... Uh, that's a very scary Yes, absolutely. And there's going to be an entire cottage industry of experts and people who create filtering tools and stuff to try and detect this mm-hmm. stuff. Um, right. Like we had with Photoshop. I mean, if you remember, there there've, there've been several, uh, and I think uh, a few reliable filtering tools that can tell you whether an image has been shopped. Um, yeah. uh, I say that. It can't tell you, but what it can do is it can identify um it can identify parts of a photograph that don't look right. Mm-hmm. That look like they may have been shopped. Right. And so there's, I mean, that kind of tech exists and it will have to be made, but the better this tech gets, I, the harder it's going to be to do that. Yeah. The harder it's going to be to identify and, that kind of thing. Yeah. Speaking of uh, people going to prison, uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. Donald Trump. <laughs> Could be getting arrested <laughs> this week, actually. Uh, and, and, you know, I know people have heard this a lot, but to be the mo- one of the most, uh, this one appears, this one might be actually real. Yes. I know that's been going, people have been talking about this, like, forever. Uh, but, but this one might actually stick. Yes, uh, this is out of New York. They are pursuing an indictment. Uh, from a grand jury, uh, regarding the Stormy Daniels payoff. Now, this is one of the things that was weird about this to me. There's been so many things people have attacked Donald Trump over trying to say he did something illegal, but we're going all the way back to the Stormy Daniels thing now. And that's what they're <laughs> trying to get an indictment on. That, that's so crazy to me, too. When I, so when I first heard the news, I thought, oh, you know, documents or something. Sure. House, you know, something like that. Something more like, oh, well, but it's like, no, this is because of Stormy Daniels. Like, yeah. I, I never thought I'd hear about this case ever again, uh, truthfully. And the fact that it could be uh, the leading cause of Donald Trump, the, the former president of the United States, going to prison is insane to me. Uh, yes, it is insane. Um, four days ago, I have a story here from ABC. Four days ago, 
Mar- on, on March 15th. Well, the story was published on March 15th. Um, Stormy Daniels speaks to Manhattan DA and Trump payment pro. I'm skipping down further. Uh, Michael Cohen, Trump's former personal attorney, paid $130,000 to Daniels in the closing days of the 2016 presidential campaign to allegedly keep her quiet about an affair she claimed to have had with Trump. The former president has denied the affair and his attorneys have framed the funds as an extortion payment. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg is mulling whether to charge Trump with falsifying business records after the Trump Organization allegedly reimbursed Cohen for the payment and then logged the reimbursement as a legal expense. Uh, yeah, so that's what this is about. It's about falsifying business records. Um, from a different story, this is from the Times, and I'm skipping down in this as well. Uh, Mr. Cohen agreed to make the payment himself. He spoke briefly by phone to Mr. Trump twice, and then he transferred about, uh, about $130,000 from his home equity line of credit into the account of a Delaware shell company and wired it to Ms. Daniels' lawyer. Uh, Mr. Davidson circulated a new hush money agreement. Uh, Ms. Daniels signed and notarized at the UPS store near a Walmart supercenter in Forney, Texas, near her home. Um... I hope we're good. Cohen texted Davidson afterward. I assure you we're very good, the lawyer replied. Ms. Daniels remained silent. A week and a half later, Mr. Trump won the election. So, this... That $130,000... When, when they reimbursed Cohen for that $130,000, they logged that mm-hmm. as a legal expense. Right. So, really, this is just... The, this whole thing comes down to a classification error. Uh, about a payment. Yes. Yes. And I, I don't mean error. In this, I don't mean error as if it was accidental. I'm sure he was trying to like you oh, know yeah, no. say. I'm sure he was. I'm, I'm sure it was intentional. But still, this is like you know this very much is. This is like getting Al Capone taxes. Yeah, you know? it's a paperwork it's like, crime. Uh, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and you know, not to be all oh you know we're de- you know we want to defend uh, Trump here. He did nothing. This is what you get them on. This yeah. really, it, really, I don't know. It it's, just it seems insane. I've always thought, you know, at least this was my understanding. It, I've always thought it was generally like faux pas to like uh, go and arrest previous presidents of the United States because this open this creates a norm that okay, I guess this is on the table now, and now we can start. You know, uh, you know, um, uh, current administrations can go after prior administrations and stuff like that. That yeah. was generally seen as like a Pandora's box. And I'm really curious now to see what the like ramifications will be from this. I'm I'm fascinated by it. Here, one more one more story, and then uh, and then I want to yeah. I want to actually address that. Um, this from ABC News. This is uh, this is posted eight hours ago, right? This is the most recent sort of development in this. Former President Donald Trump claimed in a post on his social media platform that he will be arrested on Tuesday related to the Manhattan District Attorney's investigation into hush money payments made to adult film star yada yada yada. As part of the post, Trump also called on his supporters to protest. In a statement, a Trump spokesperson appeared to walk back the comments. The spokesperson said there's no notification. The DA, quote, has decided to take this witch hunt to the next level. President Trump is, this quote, still ongoing. President Trump is rightfully uh, highlighting his innocence and the weaponization of our injustice system. He will be in texas next weekend for a giant rally end quote trump has not been and charged with crime with a crime in the pro- from what i understand he, sorry from what i understand he's going to be in waco texas too. yeah he's going so to waco <laughs> <laughs> shit's on purpose no doubt <laughs> yeah um 
ABC News has not verified the claims. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office has no comment. However, in an email, the staff, Manhattan uh, District Attorney Alvin Bragg, said he would not be intimidated by calls for protests as he considers whether to make Trump the first former president to face criminal charges. Uh, quote, we do not tolerate attempts to intimidate our office or threaten the rule of law in New York, Bragg said in an, in an email, uh, I forgot the L there, guys, obtained by ABC News. Um, email was sent Saturday evening. So, yeah, that's Trump expects, apparently... Uh, again, this could be just trying to get people riled up, but he expects mm-hmm. to be arrested on Tuesday. <laughs> Which, <Huh>. wow. <laughs> yeah, for him to say that, that's pretty interesting. And he said for people to protest it, too. Yeah, so that's yeah. Also interesting. That's going uh, to be uh, wild. Yeah, yeah. Because they're already preparing, I believe, in New York City for unrest. So they, yes. they're already saying, yeah, this could uh, this could be bad. Also, it's a very interesting ploy to make him a martyr, right? Yes. Like, uh, if you have a bunch of people who believe uh, he is, you know, he's always been targeted by these people, uh, you know, um, and that's not to say he hasn't, but, you know, when you have people who are going around saying, you know, uh, this just proves our point, it's like, yeah, they are proving their point yep. in, in some way. Yeah, they're they're doing what everyone thought they were doing. <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's a very it's a it's again it's a paperwork crime. It's such a funny right. thing to catch him yeah. on. Yeah, but they uh... these these people you know they they would never ever uh, like try to charge Trump for like you know his continued aid in you know the war in Yemen. No, nothing like that. No, of course no, not. No type of you know crimes uh, against humanity no you know nothing about murder nope nothing about that nope uh it's always just like these little like incidental paperwork crimes as you said yeah it, and it's so weird to me again they, they i think they tried it with the classified materials thing and i think uh-huh. they realized not long after they tried to push that i think they realized oh shit that's not gonna work because as soon as it looked like that might light off, who else has classified material in their fucking garage? Uh, Joe goddamn right. Biden does. Right, exactly. Which goes yeah. to prove the point that Lady Jane was making when that, when that story first broke, that this is the tax evasion of politics. Like, everybody mishandles classified information. Right. Um, so getting him on this is at least kind of unique to him, in a way. Right. But to your to your earlier point, I think this is kind of a Pandora's box. Yeah. Unless the establishment Republican... Uh, tell me what you think about this, because I was thinking about this. So, the establishment Republicans seem to have given up on Trump. I Yes, I agree. They don't like him. They'd rather have DeSantis. They yeah. they see Trump as too divisive. They see Trump as the reason that they lost to Biden. Yeah, because there was the possibility for a red wave. I think I think the results of the election and of the um, and of the uh, uh, midterms sort of bore out that Trump was the deciding factor for people that made them vote blue. Yeah, and I, I think they're kind of just in panic mode because they lost the presidential election and then the midterms. So now they're like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! We have to find someone. We have to just, you know, uh, you know, go, go the safest route. We we can't have, you know, another fire starter." 
lost a presidential election as an incumbent. Yes. Like, that's all the evidence, frankly, that's all the evidence really anybody needs yeah. that, that should show how right. much people didn't fucking like Trump. Right. They lost an election as an incumbent. That's huge. To a, to a, to a walking dementia patient. Yes! The keeper. Yes! <laughs> the retard lich. <laughs> <laughs> that is 100% correct. And so I... I I guess it depends on how much Republicans want revenge. Because if they've right. dropped Trump, if they do not give a fuck about Trump, they could just as easily say, yeah, go ahead and throw him in a fucking cage and, and fucking bury him under the jail. We don't give a fuck. Yeah. But I, I think the problem is, uh, is that he still has a lot of Republican base locked up in his corner. He does. Like, like n- n- maybe not, you know, not as much as he, not as much as he had in 2016 during his big run, but a not insignificant portion. Certainly a lot of people are still full on for Trump. A not insignificant portion who would respond very well to a message about, well, let's look into this Hunter Biden and Joe Biden thing, their deals with China and their deals with Gazprom and uh, these other companies in, uh, was it Gazprom in Ukraine? Um, Let's look into this. Mm-hmm. Like, like, they, and and honestly, even outside of Trump's base, people might respond to that really well. Uh, who are on mm-hmm. the right, because right. they still want to burn Biden down. They just don't like Trump. Right. Yeah. This seems like, as you said, a complete Pandora's box. Because it, it's almost like you know, stacking the court. No one wants to make the first move to do it because once once one side does it, then it's off to the races. Yeah. Uh, because all of these people are. Don't make no mistake. All of these people are fucking criminal scumbags. Every single one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're not defending Trump to say, oh, he's. Uh. Yeah. It's like. It's the fact that yeah, as you said, they're all criminals. But this is obviously just cherry picking. You know? Yes. It's obvious cherry picking, and I don't see how anyone cannot see that. And you can find you can find stuff like this in every single one of their backgrounds, which is why it, it it's as you observed and, and mentioned, it seems that nobody's wanted to make the first move like this because they've all got these skeletons in their closets. And and it, effectively, if somebody decided to turn around and say, well, fuck you, then you did it to us. We're going to do it to you. Right. Um, exactly. Then uh, the whole thing goes up. The whole racket right. sort of implodes, which, again, exactly. is a good reason for the Republicans yeah. to just sacrifice Trump. Right. Uh, honestly, uh, this, I feel like, is going to, this may be something, now, I, I don't think this is necessarily going good in a um, in a whole sense for, like, anarchism or anarchists in general, but certainly no. in terms of reducing the legitimacy of the system just on those grounds. I think this very well could uh, like uh, embolden some people to be like, "Oh yeah, this this whole thing is just a a, a lot." There, there, you know, there, uh, you know, there is no real, um, there's no law and order uh, in 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 the way most people believe in it. Right. So I think a lot of people might just be emboldened like that to be like, you know, well, fuck it. Right. I think it could it could go it could go either way, man. And I would be, I would be, uh, I said on Twitter that, that it's, that it's, that this will lead to a tit for tat thing. I'm not so sure about that now. 
after kind of sitting on it for a couple of days, I'm I'm not so sure that it will. But boy, it really, really, really could. Here's the thing, though. It, I Trump still has like ride or die people, right? Like in his yes. Corner. If if the Republicans do not defend Trump here, like the Republican establishment does not defend him, they may just never vote again. Those people, like I, the people who are just ride or die for Trump. I think they're more loyal to Trump than they are the Republican Party, and I feel like they will feel betrayed enough, or they might feel betrayed enough if the establishment does not defend him, to go out and say, yeah, no, fuck you, I'm not voting. For a certain percentage of them, certainly. Some of them, at least, yeah. Yeah. How how many people that is, I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But, but it, it, I mean, yeah, for, for a certain percentage, sure. If you, you, you would break their trust irreparably by not mm-hmm. defending Trump in this. Hmm. That's an interesting thought. I, 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 uh, man, I I just don't know how much they would matter. But but again, from the Republican establishment perspective, it makes sense to me that they would want the middle, the middle road, middle ground, uh, milk toast option. Yeah. They, 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 I I think the, I think the Republicans, the, the, the sort of, um, uh, what's the term I'm thinking of? Had to sneeze. I'm sorry. Um, Oh, bless you. <laughs> My bad. Uh, I think the sort of Republican establishment, you know, conservative ink, if you will, is happy to sacrifice Trump. I agree. Yeah. And not rock the boat any further. It gets him out of the way. It, right. it sort of allows a more moderate Republican or even a DeSantis type who's not so mm-hmm. Trumpian but still has the, the sort of culture war side of things on lock. Um, Still, still allows somebody like that to to take the reins, if you will. It's it's so interesting going thinking about 2016, right? Because it was such a unique election year with Trump. Uh, because Trump effectively neutered and butchered Repu- the Republican Party on the yes, stage. he ran like, as much like especially when he was running for the nomination. He he just he just torched the Republican Party. Yeah, like like you know, in most in most debates, right? In most Republican primaries, um, there'll be disagreements, but they'll be they'll keep it very respectful. Um, Trump made the audience laugh at his opposition. Yes, he made fun of them to their face, and he made the audience. Laugh. They they were on his side mostly. Uh, and this and I've, I've made the argument like, before, but I think yeah. derision is better than argumentation. If you if what you're looking yeah. for is a popularity contest. Yeah, absolutely it is. And yeah. uh, for Trump, because he did this, he effectively killed future Republican candidacies doing this. Jeb Bush, a Over. complete joke. Done. The, Bush, the whole Bush reign, never again, gone. Um, and the fact that I think, for, I think Trump might be responsible for ultimately killing the Republican Party. You know, you could say there's still some, there's DeSantis. But who do the Republicans really have besides DeSantis Trump? <laughs> I mean, you know, all the old guard like, are nothing now. Romney, yeah. basically, Romney kind of torched <laughs> himself because he didn't fall in line. Yeah. At least a lot of the Republicans pretended to fall in line behind Trump. Um, right. And we know there are some private communications among them where they were like, yeah, fuck this guy. We're not giving him his goddamn wall. Like, like yeah. we, we know that those private communications uh-huh. happened. Um, but they right. pretended publicly to fall in line. Yeah. And and like Romney didn't and and paid the price for it. He he lost all his popularity with the with the Republican base. And right. even if many of those people have turned on Trump, 
um, they still aren't going to go back to Romney. Yeah. Trump just destroyed so many like would be dynasties, Republican dynasties mm-hmm. on that debate stage, and they never recovered. Uh, Chris Christie, uh, oh. you know, all these people just got, got laughed at, like completely demolished and obliterated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I really don't know where the Republicans plan to go because they don't, again, besides for DeSantis, and they, again, they may bank on DeSantis. Um, I'm sure they will. Uh, but besides that, I don't see anyone else like who could even come up and try. Now, look, maybe they do just want that. Maybe actually, I'm kind of feeding my point because maybe they do just want the toast candidate. Maybe they do just want a Romney um, because they feel like if we can just get an, if we can just get one vote higher, I didn't work. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, something like that. I think, though, um, too, like a toast candidate like that. I don't think they can win. I don't think so either, because once once the GOP base has seen Trump, everything else is going to kind of, for a lot of them, anything else is going to be, you know, um, sour grapes uh, in, uh, in a way. You know what I mean? They, they uh, kind of be like, it is. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a, it's it's I think that's exactly right. I think they want someone who can light their fire. Right. Right. But there's not. But you can't do that with a Romney. No. <laughs> You might be able to pull that off with somebody like DeSantis. And here's the thing. I don't... <clears throat> DeSantis plays the culture warrior really fucking well. Oh, yeah. But DeSantis, make no mistake, is a scumbag to his core. Oh, 100%. So oh, yeah. he might be able to play the... It's sort just of- the Rep- <laughs> That's what a lot of the Republican base likes, though. Yeah. So he may be able to, uh, you know... That's kind of what I'm saying, is that he might be able to play the old school politics of like, I'm going to talk to the most extreme of the base, I'm going to talk to these people and get them excited, and then when it comes time for the national election, I'm going to soften a little bit, and then uh, I'm going to ride that into the White House and then do nothing. Right. Like, that's old school politics. That's how it used to work. Right. And and I guess how it still does. I mean, if you if you judge based upon what Biden's accomplished, but even then, I just it's a it's it's all cults of personality now, right? Joe Joe yeah. Biden wasn't elected on his prowess. Joe Biden was elected on not being Trump. He was the answer to Trump. He was a he was he was a a an, an old. Uh, he's milk toast on the Democrat side, old milk toast, old guard, sort of. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say curmudgeonly, but like he's just all the shit that's boring. He was the anti-Trump, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he, yeah. He, uh, it's like Biden is more of like a good old boy than a lot of Republicans, right? Uh, sort of, you know, like the the boy, you know, not I'm not boring in like a derogatory sense necessarily but just you know just uh he he seems like that uh uh that cool rapist uncle you know yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly that's who he is <laughs> that's a perfect description of joe fucking Biden. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you he's know, a cool uh, uncle who also molests the kids <laughs> yeah, he's, the, he's the cool uh Oh shit! Yeah, that's that's a that's a uh, good description of him. 
it, it, can you imagine if the Republican uh, Party loses to Kamala Harris, though? Like, can you imagine that world? Oh, God. Kamala like, Harris how, is the fucking happens, devil. Like, yeah, that woman is, you, a, is a particular a kind of evil. If you are a Republican candidate and you lose to Kamala Harris, how do you just not, like, drown yourself in the, uh, in the Potomac? I don't, I don't like, know. Right, like, really? Like, how, how would you, like, because if the, if the, if Kamala is, like, the, the Democrats candidate and, and the Republicans lose to that, it's like, just end yourself as a party. Yeah. Like, go away. Uh, please, go away. You're done. It's over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know how you would not have, like, Terminal embarrassment, uh, <laughs> labeling yourself a Republican if uh, terminal your embarrassment lost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm concerned that they're going to try and run somebody like a Ted Cruz, somebody that everybody fucking hates, and they're too out of touch to know it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because that's that's the thing with like like Ted Cruz is is hated. I believe he's been described. Um, I can't remember who said it, but somebody had said that somebody could walk onto the Senate floor and shoot him. And not a single senator would testify against them. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everyone seems. Yeah. Everyone seems to hate Ted Cruz, even the people who like share uh, spaces with him. Yeah. Uh, Everybody fucking hates that guy. Yeah. And do you remember? Wasn't didn't he like completely like uh, 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 shit on the like January six protesters? They're called them terror. Did he call them terrorists? Do I believe something along those lines. But he also Trump also like- demolished him. When Cruz, oh, yeah. when he, um, I think he hammered on Cruz's wife, and Cruz uh, said nothing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and from what now, this is all just you know speculation and hearsay. But uh, from what I understand, even his own family doesn't like him. From what no. I understand, <laughs> no. Uh, so he's really just one of those like really unlikable people. Uh, that yeah. But here's the thing about Ted Cruz that I find interesting is like. Okay, for example, so do you remember when that guy threw the white claw at him when he was at the parade here in Houston? Yes. Okay, so Ted Cruz answered questions following that in a way that almost guaranteed there wouldn't be any charges. Like, in a way that almost guaranteed that the guy wouldn't get in trouble. Because Ted Cruz is a lawyer. He he knows sort of what you need for this mm-hmm. stuff. And, and he basically said, like, uh, no, I wasn't threatened and it didn't hurt and all this other stuff that would undercut the elements mm-hmm. that you would need to bring a charge. Right. Um, I thought that was strange, at least because, like, wh- why? Why wouldn't you act like, uh, nah, fuck this guy, he fucking, that, yeah, man, that fucking, that shit hurt, and, you it, know, why wouldn't you say something? Out, I don't remember the story completely, did it turn out that he was, he was actually throwing the white cloth to someone else and it just went by? No, Cruz, or was what he happened was, he got no build because what he was doing was he was, his, his defense at least, and, and I think it's probably a, a fine one, um, it seems that... It seems that his attorney was able to put together a packet to present to the grand jury, which is something that you rarely see. But um, it, it, it seems that the defense was, this is something that happens at this particular event all the time. That the crowd mm. will throw a drink to somebody, and, and or has happened in the past. The crowd will throw a drink to some, And supposedly he had text messages supporting this, where he's like, I'm going to throw a drink at, at Ted Cruz and, and, you know, whatever. Um like, you know, this other time that that kind of thing happened. Um, so so he got no build because there was no... He wasn't intending to huck a drink at Ted Cruz's head. He was trying to basically pass Ted Cruz a white claw. <laughs> in the hopes that he would crack it open and drink it. Um, right. 
I think the reason Cruz probably said those things is he didn't want to appear as like a little bitch. Yeah. Uh, you know, by saying oh, seems that I was way. threatened. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of seems that way. Yeah. But just like that. Anyway, I don't know why I got off on Ted Cruz, but the, the got off on Ted Cruz. I don't know why I, uh, oh, I, no. <laughs> I don't know why that happened, but, um, I'm just concerned. They're going to try and run somebody like that. Who's just utterly hateable. Yeah. Because they're so out of touch and, and the, and the Republican party's so broken. Like you have some, mm-hmm. some number of people, and I don't know how many it is. How many is it who, who are still like diehard Trump fans? I, yeah, I I can't give a number. I can say probably certainly less before from now from before the election, uh, but I don't know the number. I, I I it's as a percentage. Is it are those people you want or are those people you're okay leaving? Like, what's the? Well, I, I, I there's a question of right. strategy, kind of based on statistics that I don't have that I could. I'm, I don't know. There might have been some polls or whatever, but uh, I think there's certainly. So here's the thing, though, right? Like, even if there's not. Um, even if some people are not fully on board with Trump, they still are, are some, in some sense, I've seen wed to the message or like the spirit of Trump, Yeah. even if they're not uh, wedded to the person. Do you know what I mean? So like this very like anti-establishment, even though, even if Trump, you know, that anti-establishment, they, right. you know, they have a conception of anti-establishmentism, um, uh, that they feel Trump kind of embodies and that they feel like they're kind of spiritually carrying on. And I don't think that they would uh, be down with a milk toast Republican. I don't think so either. And, and, and there's also a sense of like action for the sake of action. Like, I think that's why DeSantis has right. so many fans is because it's like exactly. DeSantis isn't thinking DeSantis is, 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 yeah. is passing these restrictions and stuff. For example, these restrictions on speech that are not going to survive a review in court. Right. Like, like, like are, he's doing something for right. the people, you know? Yeah. Right, he he's doing something, and people seem to enjoy that about him. Um, right, and even I mean, but and and that's one of the interesting things too about, for example, maybe I don't know, I don't know if you could get now. Texas is a poison pill because of the abortion thing. I was thinking about Greg Abbott, that mm-hmm. the the passing the speech laws and stuff made me think about Greg Abbott and something Greg Abbott said in, in a debate with Beto O'Rourke when um. Beto O'Rourke said that Greg Abbott uh, was too cowardly to pass a restriction on, on an age restriction on the purchase of, of quote, assault weapons, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that he was too, he wouldn't pass this legislation making it, you know, to where it, they had to be uh, 21 years old. You have to be 21 years old to buy a, a firearm, a, a rifle. And Abbott's response to that was, have you seen the way the courts are going on that? I'm not going to pass a law that's just going to get overturned in two years. I'm not going to pass a law that's going to get enjoined immediately and then overturned uh-huh. in two years. That's stupid and it's a waste of time. Um, it, it makes no sense and I'm not doing it. Uh, that's the kind of thing that like DeSantis would never say. Right, yeah. DeSantis, like, yeah, I don't care how said- stupid the law is, I'm passing it. A lot of these speech restrictions he's passing, I don't think, like, even from my layman perspective, I don't think you're probably going to survive uh, no. the Supreme Court if they go there. <laughs> not at all. Might not even survive in the circuit. Right. It, it, there's no, not a fucking chance in hell. Yeah. So it's one of those things that I just don't, I, 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 I it's the kind of thing that DeSantis would never, ever say, because DeSantis is one of those mm-hmm. guys who's like, I want to look like I'm doing something, even if what I'm doing right. is dumb and a waste of time. Exactly. It's bravado. Yeah. Yeah. And the appearance of like giving a shit. 
Right. Even though he has to know that this stuff is doesn't matter. Right. Which, I mean, if you're a politician, it's all good performative. So if you're a good politician, I guess the more performative you are, right? I guess. I, I, from their yeah. perspective. You know what no, I mean? Like, yeah, you're if, right. If you're, treating the, if you're treating politics as like uh, uh, art or a, or a performative... Uh, you know, ritual in some sense, or to like, you know, it, it, the 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 masses or the audience, and you have to convince. Them, uh, then it seems like it, being very performative, as you said, you know, uh, derision and all these like, you know, um, pompous actions are going to be better than presentation because uh, most people, you know, are not persuaded by an actual argument; they're persuaded no. by aesthetics. Yes. Yeah, that's absolutely the case, and so I find it. I I, I don't know. I, I'm. To be clear, I'm not concerned about DeSantis. I think DeSantis is a fucking is is uh, he's an empty suit. And I've said this before. DeSantis is an empty mm-hmm. suit. This is a guy that this is a guy that is a he's manipulative and he can win a popularity contest in a cult of personality type situation, but he's not he's not the 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 Jesus Christ that some of the people want to think that he is. Right. Yeah. And especially especially on foreign policy, he's your normal neocon. Like Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is a guy that this is a guy that actually himself was involved in torturing people in Gitmo. I mean, this dude is, is yeah. yeah, yes, this dude is yeah. the neocon globalist that you know and love. Um, so there's no there's no like doubt about where he is on stuff. Mm-hmm. I just don't. <clears throat> yeah, I, well, I, the reason I'm I'm thinking about this though because you asked like who do the Republicans have and I don't know. <laughs> right, right. I, uh... Like nobody, right? And you know, we could, someone might say, "Well, we didn't know we had Trump." Did but Trump didn't come in as a Republican. He he ran as a Republican, but he wasn't in. He wasn't on the Republican bench or anything like that. You know, yeah. waiting in the wing. Uh, so yeah, he wasn't one of those guys one, that like people yeah. are two years out talking about. Well, who could they possibly run? You know, this might be yeah, this might exactly. be Ted Cruz's time to shine, and all of a sudden, like, yeah, exactly. he wasn't that guy. Yeah, so unless there's another wild card for the Republicans, uh, it's like, besides DeSantis, I don't see anything else that, really. Because the the party is split along the lines of, like, as far as 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 who could possibly run, the party is split with, like, Trumpian sort of people, and, like, Mm -hmm. super milquetoast people who can't light the base on fire. Right. So it's, it's a, it's, it's such a, it's a, it's a weird problem to have. Because there was the Democrats didn't need it when it was Biden. Right. The Democrats had anti-Trump. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But the Democrats also have people who who can who can light the base on fire. They got they got plenty of 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 uh, plenty of people who take all the right boxes to make the people who are just to the right of the super progressive like uh, sock dems happy. You know. Right. They got exactly I mean, as many of those people as they need. Every election is not, you know, I, it's not, oh, isn't my candidate great? It's, is my candidate less bad than the other candidate, right? Right. So, even, so if the Democrats have enough, um, um, have enough strong messaging to say, isn't our candidate less bad than this Republican candidate, then I think they have a good chance. But, you mm-hmm. know, who knows? The Democrats historically have been very good at, like, Lighting a fire under the asses of the face, uh, very effectively, and getting them out to vote. 
that's like probably their strongest suit. Yeah. Um, and Republicans have all like that's why Trump was a, I, I think kind of uh, kind of new because he actually got the, the base energized and in fact he he got people to vote who had maybe never voted before. Uh, so he sort of brought that contingency in with them. Um, I wonder if you had something like a like. God, I just don't see a way that the Republicans actually fucking succeed in this. I mean, like, think I about DeSantis versus Cory Booker, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a, a DeSantis versus Cory Booker race, right? Cory Booker's perfectly fine, uh, sort mm-hmm. of uh, not a base Democrat. He's a little bit more prog than that, but he's he's perfectly milk toast. He's not a white guy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's perfect, right? He's perfect, right? And DeSantis could easily be framed as Trump 2.0. Yes. And so trying to run, I just don't, I don't know. The Republicans don't pay me enough to think about this this hard. But I I just don't, (laughs) I just don't, uh, I just don't know, man. Because I think for a lot of people, they'd be like, oh, they, they might scoff them. They'd say, oh, well, that that's so silly. Look at how much the Democrats have, like, destroyed the economy about that yeah you would think that wouldn't you but then look at the midterms yeah look, look at the midterms like the republicans were so focused on culture war issues during those midterms that they completely ignored the economy to such an extent that they just lost is this another it's the economy stupid moment yeah i think i, th- I think it absolutely is because uh if you run a person who is like big on the culture war on a national campaign I don't think they're going to win. Like, look, look, if you're, like, you had Republicans, uh, like, in their elections, while while inflation was the highest it, it's been uh, in a long time. Oh, yeah. Uh, when you have that, and you have your Republican out there talking about trans bathrooms, uh, people are not going to take you seriously. Like, you are demoralizing your face by doing this. Yeah. Uh, You know what I mean? You're putting your worst foot forward in that scenario. And if you don't focus on the economy, well, that's what most people are going to, you know, that's what most people are concerned with. And when they do make those culture war issues, the left has tended to win on those. So when they're fighting, when their main focus, when the Republicans main focus culture war, they're already introducing the topic into discussion that the Democrats tend to win on as their main, as their like main campaign. Right. Yeah. Uh, So their best focus is the economy. Republicans tend to do better on the economy, although that's not always true, Uh, but they tend to do better electorally um, when their focus is on the economy. Yes. than than, like other issues. And DeSantis seems to be at the very least a, a culture war. Right. What could he? What could he possibly say? Though, like, because the 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 economic thing is 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 so dire for people. Mm-hmm. What kind of promises can you make on that? Because it's ultimately it's out of the politicians' hands, and we know that the the the, the monetary mm-hmm. system is is controlled by other actors. So what's the what what can you possibly try and sell that people are going to buy with regard to something like inflation? Because you couldn't, I guess maybe you could just go back and redo Reagan v. Uh, uh, yeah. Reagan v. Carter and just I, I, yeah, I don't think 
I don't think it even has to be plausible, like uh, what the like connection is. I just think you have to get people. You have to. Well, it has to be plausible in a sense where people have to buy into it. But you can just. I think. I think for a lot of, you can just say like whatever you want to demonize the other person in order to like secure votes. Like if you just say, oh yeah, uh, it's all Joe Biden's fault for gas prices. I think you know, and that's. It's not that. Biden is not at fault for some, at least some of the gas price issues. But like, this is a long running thing. Not you, him. You know. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. I was thinking like a reasonable person instead of a voter for a second. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm thinking of this from the the voter. Perspective. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. He doesn't have to say anything to give me any substance. I'm crazy. Um, yeah. he, he could just as easily just say, you know, all of this is Joe Biden's fault. Clearly, right. Especially if they turn around and start looking into the money things with Joe Biden and Hunter. Yeah, he could he could he could combine two and one and say Joe Biden sniffing kids cause gas prices to rise. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? A certain proportion of people would believe it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would be I would be interested. What I would like to see. And I know I'm not going to, but what I would like to see is somebody who runs and, and actually makes waves with like a uh, really hammering on the criminal aspect of it. Like really hammering on, you know, all these people are criminals. We're going to get the Epstein flight logs out. We're going to do we're going to look into Hunter Biden. We're also going to look into Hillary's emails. We're also going to look into Trump I mean, University. Think- we're going to look into all this. And really I don't clean know about it the out. University part, but I certainly think DeSantis could leverage the other parts. I think um, there's enough there that the base is angry about that he could do that. But um, and I, I certainly think that might. I certainly think that plausible scenario. But I, I, am, I still think that if he doesn't focus on the economy enough, then it's going to uh, fall short. Uh, yeah, it's going to uh, end embarrassingly. Yeah, well, you're I. It's one of those things that really doesn't fail. The it's the economy, stupid thing. Right. Ultimately, isn't let, that what worked like, for if Trump? If you let the, if yeah, I mean, ultimately, I, I mean, he Trump ha- couched a lot of his economic and immigration arguments together. Right? He made it yes. seem like the reason your wages are immigrants are coming into the, that's the what what he has. Yes. So it, he always he, he was very good about like having this like monocle. Um, um, frame of reference where like everything every problem relates to some more underlying problem in the economy and he's yeah. uh, seen it like a mastermind of understanding we're gonna build the wall for economic reasons we're gonna uh-huh. we're gonna enter a trade war with china for economic reasons we're gonna do right. everything was for economic reasons with him that's right and that whole yeah. so right. i guess it is the economy stupid it is right yeah and when you when you have um if you if they let the if the Republicans let the Democrats flank them on the economy, that's just really embarrassing. Like because you know what I mean. <laughs> it's like uh, as we said, historically Democrats tend to win on culture war issues. Uh, yes. Historically, if that's the play, so when Republicans focus on that, they're in some sense playing an uphill battle, and they're getting outflanked on by the Democrats who, if they focus on the economy, and look, Joe Biden did focus on the economy. Remember, for, we're thinking of the voters' perspective. So it doesn't matter if what Joe Biden says is full of shit, because we know it is. Right. But the fact that he can say that, oh, he can, he is, can at least 
give the impression that he's caring about the economy and the average worker. Uh, that you know, you can you can get headway with that. Well, they um, lost like the the to your point. The Republicans lose on cultural issues so bad that they can't even message. I mean, the, the it saying, should yeah, have if been. If they a, try to, then they're opening the door to it, which they're yeah. going to lose on. Well, they should. I mean, it should have been a, a boondoggle for the Republicans, at least at least as far as perception is concerned. When Jen Psaki came out and said the inflation's transitory, that should have been <laughs> yeah. that should have been a fucking moment that the Republicans could just, make it, goddamn instead, hay with. It, instead, they just focused on the trans part. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they they can't fucking message for shit. Um, yeah, it's not. It, it's, it's this is a party in shambles. <laughs> this is really bad. <laughs> like, like I'm sorry. Yeah, if, when you lose to Joe Biden, who I, is a, a dementia, uh, it, it's it's pretty embarrassing. Yes, like, I, I don't know, and especially losing in the midterm after that. Uh, is also like a, a a double whammy. Yeah, yeah, or not gaining as much as you thought you had. Didn't they? I think they picked up a seat in the Senate. Didn't well, they, they? did. I, I'm I'm saying lost because they expected to win. Yes, they, they expected a they That's expected nice. a red wave, and it ended up being a, yeah. a a trickle. Um, yeah, and I believe they 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 did not. They only I think they tied the Senate and lost in the House, if I recall. Yeah, they, it wasn't that much of a, a big victory. Uh, so it, yeah. Yeah, it was it was bad. So the, the especially con, compared to what they expected and what they wanted out of it, right? Which is again not a great sign coming out of a, a you you just lost the presidential election. In a general sense, that would mean you your your base turns out in the midterms and crushes it. Yeah, and I don't have many. I don't have the numbers, but I believe a lot of the Republicans who lost were Trump endorsed. Yes, that was, yeah, I think people saw that as kind of a kiss of death. Right, and that's when Republicans, I think, kind of started saying, ooh, we need to look at other, other like, uh, yeah. presidential options now. Other avenues. Um, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see where it goes. It, it'll be especially very interesting to see what happens if Trump actually gets arrested. Um, there yeah, was a... That, uh, I, that, that will be one of the biggest news stories in American history. Like, yeah. if it happens. Yeah. You know, a, a, a president getting arrested? I mean, yeah, Nixon, but nothing else, you know? I mean, I mean, like, uh, uh, Clinton didn't get arrested when, when Clinton committed perjury. Right. <laughs> so, like, this is a, like, there's, there's real fucking crimes that presidents commit all the goddamn time. None of, nobody gets fucking arrested. Right. Be huge. <laughs> Absolutely huge. How many... How many people are dead in foreign countries because of the actions of presidents of the United States? Oh, sure. Have any of them ever faced consequences? No. Obama they get didn't get arrested for killing a 16-year-old American boy. Prizes. Yeah, they get Nobel Peace Prizes for it. Exactly. Exactly right. Uh, mm. Yeah, it's going to be huge if it actually happens. And then Trump, and then Trump killed that 16-year-old boy's uh, sister. Yeah. Yes, he did. Ugh. The uh, I'm I'm interested to see what happens. I'm interested to see kind of if there is any unrest, too, because there was a there was a thread that somebody had posted about. They were in some of the not the sub in some of the subreddits and on some of the message boards and stuff, but uh, talking about this. 
And people were saying, like, you know, what if we, what if we, you know, and of course, this is one asshole on the internet, right? So it doesn't really mean anything. Mm -hmm. But one guy had posted something like, uh, what if we all went to Mar-a-Lago and just surrounded it and, and, and made it so that the cops couldn't get in? What if we all showed up with our guns and stuff? Um... Like I don't think they're going I'm to. I'm immediately picturing the 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 person on the computer glowing green. You know. Yes, exactly. Just, yeah. Oh, I was, yes, exactly. The FBI is working overtime on this one. Like this uh-huh. is they are they are really going to try and make something happen. I'm sure of it. Yeah. I, it it seems highly unlikely that they would be doing anything else. Maybe the FBI has already weaponized GPT, like uh, create. Like, <laughs> Fed bait uh, with AI, AI fed bait. I'm just like, hey man, what if we all go and go to location and time with our identification? You, know? <laughs> you are now Patriot GPT. Write me a blog yeah, post yeah. about how we're supposed to keep the FBI from arresting or to keep the authorities from arresting Donald Trump uh, and yeah. do it violently. Yes, and with and take some pictures before you do it of yourself. Some yeah. selfie, patriot selfie, <laughs> live stream it to Twitch patriot as selfies. you're doing it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking morons would do it too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> show Trump you love him though. Take a selfie with this picture before you, <laughs> before you. <laughs> Show up armed. <laughs> <laughs> there was another thing too. Somebody was saying that uh, that DeSantis should just um, refuse to extradite, uh, uh, refuse to allow anybody to come in and arrest Trump, and he should refuse to extradite him to New York. And m- multiple people were like, uh, "Dude, there's a specific clause in the Constitution about how you can't do that." If there's a <laughs> if there's a fugitive in one state, that state is bound to extradite them to the state where they are wanted. Like that's that's uh-huh. that's in the document. Like you, it's hard to make an argument. <laughs> I mean, the I, I don't think most DeSantis supporters care about the Constitution too much. Though, oh, I'm to sure be fair. not. <laughs> no, it's like I'm sure yeah, not. No, but that's no. a great way to get Florida invaded by the National Guard. Right. <laughs> Uh Yeah, people are people are are going to lose their shit and I'm I'm honestly part of me is just part of me really really hopes that people lose their goddamn minds and part of me hopes that it sort of passes on uh, almost even unnoticed. Right. I like both outcomes okay actually, I think. Yeah. I'm okay with both. Cuz it'll be it, it'll be so entertaining if if it if people lose their fucking minds over this. Mm-hmm. And it will be um, probably better for everyone if nobody cares. Right. <laughs> so either way, I guess I'm satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> but it could be it could be an absolute mess. The um, yeah. and it'll be interesting to see what actually happens with the case. Like, uh Supposedly, there were other uh, indictments that were going to be pursued in other states. I'm not sure about that, mm-hmm. um, but it'll be interesting to see if because if one if one domino falls, they'll just burn him to the ground. Right. Like if he gets convicted in New York, yeah, this is their chance, right? So they're not going to waste it. Yeah, if he gets convicted in New York, they'll ship him to the next state that has charges against him. 
Mm-hmm. And it'll be they'll they'll just burn him down. Yeah. And and so it's again it's one of those things that here's the thing one conviction people might be able to say oh okay well he got convicted for breaking this law if they started hammering him where it's just like all right now off to this state to stand trial for this charge now off to this state to, mm. if if they started really hammering on him like that it could just look vindictive and people could flip on it right and and people right. could say okay well then fine let's look into fucking hunter let's look into all that you know what I mean mm-hmm. right exactly. So it could be, ah, the end times continue, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Roll credit. We have a perfect, dude, the name of the show is goddamn perfect. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, are, is there anything else that you wanted to bring up with regard to that? No, that, that was it. I'm, I, I, I just, man, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I hope I, it's I not like nothing. That, right. I, yeah. I hope there's not like widespread violence from the protest, but I also hope there's something, you know, yeah. there, that, that doesn't just go away like uh, a leaf in the wind or something. Uh, I, I'm kind of like the, uh, you know, the guy in the, the sicko shirt. Yes, yeah, exactly. Looking in the window. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel that way. That's a that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. The the I am I I I think it would be equally funny if it came out Monday that he was no build. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh! The grand jury just decided Dude. not to indict. <laughs> Dude, the the first time we see his mug, the mug shot. If we see a mugshot of Trump, that'll oh, break man. the internet. Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, what's the bot on Twitter that turns things into an album cover? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trump, Trump just gets a, a teardrop tattoo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just shot the Joker tattoos from the Suicide Squad movie onto his stupid face. Oh, yeah, the damage tattoo on his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> no, one of my friends, um, one, it was funny, one of my friends, uh, she was saying, uh, wouldn't it be funny if Trump won re-election from prison? Oh my god, that would be hilarious. Can you imagine how hilarious that would be? If it- oh, that would be so funny. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do about that? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> How do you handle it? Oh, that would be, oh man, that that, that would be the funniest timeline. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm afraid that's too funny for this timeline. Like, this timeline's I weird, know. but... Yeah, it would be too perfect, yeah. but it would be the funniest outcome of this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> the writers in this timeline aren't that funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can be funny, but they're not that funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man uh okay so I, i'm sorry i asked you if you had anything else and then i immediately spun off on another thought oh, yeah no <laughs> nope i'm good all right well I, I i think that's all i've got on this as well uh you want to do plugs uh yeah aceargus.substack.com and ace underscore arcus on twitter that's all i have now all right uh and i'm pacing joska j-o-u-s-k-a on twitter and um 
That's been this episode of The End Times Continue. I'm, I don't know why I'm suddenly nervous signing off, but uh, I am. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Later, guys. Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of The End Times Continue. For links and other information, come see us at TETC.show.